Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Red's Hot Stove League on the Red's Radio Network. Welcome in to the Red's Hot Stove League. We are live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser and UDF. Along with Jim Day, I'm Tommy Thrall. Thank you so much for being with us, and we have an excellent crowd joining us today at the Holy Grail. So thank you for all of you that are in attendance today. And Jimmy, it's been, that's right, Jimmy, it's been an exciting day today. Has uh, been. Shogo Akiyama, official now, or already was announced at the press conference today. Correct. So a lot to talk about on this show. Well, it was it's exciting because he's the first Japanese-born player uh, for the Reds. So there's excitement in that regard. But the real excitement is this guy's a player. He's got a yeah. proven track record, and it's right up the alley of what the Reds need right now, a guy that gets on base and can hit left-handed and play solid defense, so I'm in. And there's a guy that's sitting right between us that knows all about the needs that he fills, and that is Reds manager David Bell, who we are fortunate to have joining us today live here at the Holy Grail. How about that? Got the skipper here. David, welcome. Thanks for being on with us today. Thank you, guys. It was a, a very exciting day here, so I'm happy to be here tonight. I mean, this has got to be a pretty exciting offseason overall. Obviously, we want to talk about Shogo in a little bit, but... Uh, just the offseason as a whole with all the moves that have been made. Um, Wade Miley, then, of course, the Mike Moustakis deal is huge in boosting the lineup. And then uh, you get Akiyama. For, from a manager's perspective, I know from a fan's perspective, it's exciting to see all the moves being made and, and as we gear up for this season. And then you start to see projections and, and predictions, and a lot of people are predicting the Reds to win the NL Central. I, I, what's that like from a manager's perspective going into a, a season like this with all the moves that have been made? You know, it's exciting. You know, it's, it's been fun to be part of the process. Our front office has done an unbelievable job just kind of identifying the needs that we had. We debriefed on the season and kind of identified the areas that we, we need to improve in. And, and uh, you know, not only, you know, internally with the guys we already have and, you know, through our coaching, but also through um, going out and getting players. And, and that clear plan has really helped the offseason and uh, really led to you know, some clarity as far as who we are looking to sign, you know, who we're looking to bring in. We already love the team that we have. Um, so to be able to bring um, guys that uh, fill those needs, not only on the field, but in the clubhouse, guys of high character, um, Shogo, um, you know, we signed him in the last few days, and he just hits on so many of the areas that we were looking uh, to improve. So um, a great guy. He's going to fit right in. Um, he's very excited to be here and be part of 
uh, not only our team and our organization, but this city. And um, it was nice to meet his family, and, and uh, they're going to they're gonna fit right in here, and they're very excited to be a part of it. You played with Ichiro, right? Yes. Seattle. Um, what's been your experience about the transition from Japanese baseball to the major leagues? Because in a way, you're hoping that his numbers will transfer over here. Um, how much, to your experience around the game most of your life, uh, how have you seen the Japanese players adapt to this? And second part of that question is how do you do your research? You guys mentioned him, that he's good in the clubhouse and he's a leader. How do you do that research for a guy that played in Japan and not here? Yeah, I think the first question, you know, I, I did have the opportunity to play with um, some very good Japanese players and one thing that stood out is they're all, they were all so different. You know, um, I played with Shinjo and you mentioned Ichiro and um, not only on the field did they have different styles of play, but individually they were, they were quite a bit different, both, you know, great teammates. They, they were an example of someone um, who, you know, they were great players in Japan. What they did over there translated extremely well over here on the field and um, were good players for a long time. With Shogo, um, you know, we looked at, you know, we looked at video, we talked to people, we have an excellent scouting department, um, international, Rob Fiddler, um, I got to spend a few days with him out in the winter meetings before we met with Shogo and he filled me in and, you know, we got to a, a point where we were very comfortable with the kind of player this guy was and the kind of athlete and um, in person and then, you know, to be able to meet with Shogo in San Diego, sit across the table from him and understand the passion that he has for the game the um, the things that were important to him um, it wasn't just the surface things that you know free agents are looking for when it comes to you know trying to decide on on where they're going to sign um, the city was very important to him understanding the players on our team and our clubhouse and how he would fit in was important and and um, you know I think that thoughtfulness really really stood out to us and you know we we presented to him um, through the help of our organization and people in, in, in our organization that put a great package together to present to him um, to explain who we were, you know, what the city was all about, what the organization, our history, where we were uh, today as a team and an organization. And, you know, when we left that meeting, I think we had a pretty good feeling that uh, all of that meant a lot to him. And more than anything, I really feel like his, he felt like his family would fit in here in Cincinnati, and, and they were very excited to be a part of the community. He kind of backed up what you're saying today in his press conference. I mean, he, he mentioned that all of that certainly seemed important to him, and uh, he, he seems genuinely excited not just to be a part of this community, but also the Reds organization as a whole. When you look at him, and, and you talked about skills that translate a little bit. Obviously, he's a good on-base guy. Uh, it, He's not necessarily a power hitter, which it seems like more contact hitters, those are the guys that have a little more success in making that transition from Japan to the States. Is that something where when you guys are trying to figure out, all right, what, what skills are going to translate that maybe that might be one of those things? Yeah, he, you know, he has a long track record of having a, a great um, uh, idea of the strike zone, and, and that strike zone awareness usually does translate. He does have the ability to put the bat on the ball. Um, and, and that was important to us, you know, his ability to get on base, ultimately to score runs was something that we identified. You know, we have, we have hitters, we have 
guys that do damage. We have we hit for power last year, but we didn't score enough runs. So having a guy that has um, the track record of being able to hit at the top of the order, get on base, um, and, and you know have the speed also to, to score runs was really important. And he really he really excels in all of those areas. So he's going to add a lot to our team um, because of all those reasons. He's going to play a lot, and, and uh, you know that that's not going to be a problem. We're going to figure that out. Primarily a center fielder in Japan. One of the questions will obviously be where is he going to play with the Reds? Uh, if you talk to the those that have scouted him, they think he can play all three outfield positions. What is he in your eyes? We we're very confident he can play all three positions. Um, you know he's shown to be a good center fielder for a long time in Japan. We, you know. If, if we thought he could only play center field, it, it wouldn't have made as much sense for us. So knowing that he can play all three positions, it's going to make, make it a lot easier for him. It's going to make it a lot easier uh, for us as a team to get him a lot of playing time. And we're going to want him in the lineup. So that ability, that versatility was really important to us. Watching him play the outfield, the experience that he brings, we have no doubt that, that uh, you know, he can step in. And, and Can and he be a plus defender? Yeah, he is a, he is a plus defender. Um, he takes great care of himself. Um, he's extremely durable. He's played in almost every game for, for several years. So um, that, that ability of, of being available all the time, um, you know, he's at a point in his career where that's going to be really important. Um, so the speed is still there, the, the jumps. He's very sound fundamentally. Um, he works really hard at it, so he's he's going to be he's going to add a lot in those areas too because he's he's going to be a great example for the rest of our our team. We've got a lot more to talk about with David Bell coming up in just a bit. The Holy Grail Banks and Budweiser are proud sponsors of the Reds Hot Stove League. Grab your buds for our next show at the Holy Grail Wednesday, January twenty second. The specials on Bud and Bud Light buckets at the Holy Grail Bank, Cincinnati's home for sports. This is the Reds Hot Stove League live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser and UDF. Welcome back live to the Holy Grail Banks. This is the Reds Hot Stove League presented by Budweiser and UDF. Woo! With Jim Day, I'm Tom Thrall. We're joined by Reds manager David Bell. Certainly a lot to talk about. I, I want to ask you, what does your offseason look like? I think everybody thinks you just post up on the couch, catch up on Sports Center, and kick your feet up. I have a sneaking suspicion that is not how it goes for the skipper. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> no, you know, and I, and, and really, I, I mean, I'm, it, it's great to, to uh, stay busy for sure. So um, the guys in the front office have, uh, are good about letting me sit around and, and listen and listen in and learn from them. And, you know, um, you know, I'm able to voice an opinion here and there, but it, it's great because um, we've been able to create something where we're, we're working together all the time and, and sharing ideas. And, and, and again, it's, you know, something where I've, I've been able to learn quite a bit. So grateful for that. Um, living here in the city makes it nice. I can't imagine not, not being here. So that's been a wonderful transition um, for me and my family. And, you know, it makes it convenient to be here in the city and, and uh, be involved and, 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 you know, go into the office every day, go into the ballpark uh, most days. So that's pretty much it. Um, it is also important to, to take a little bit of a break. Uh, you know, over the holidays, I think everyone in the organization did a good job of getting away 
for a little bit and taking a break, which is so important because you come back in January and there's a lot to accomplish in the next month before we, you know, we get to Arizona. It'll be here before we know it. So um, it's back to work now, but uh, uh, it was a nice little break over the holiday. Back in the hometown, and speaking of which, there was a fan that brought up a glove here in the last commercial break who said that he was told that it was your high school glove, and you verified that that was your high school glove that he has that you signed for him. How cool is it to put that bad boy on? That was the best glove I ever had. I wish I would have <laughs> had that. Um, yeah, it's funny. He, he said he got it at Play It Against Sports. What would you do? Turn it in? <laughs> I did. You sold I, it? I needed a, a basketball, I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Best glove ever. Well, there yeah. you go. You got the best glove ever. You still go out and field some ground balls during the yeah, season. Yeah, you should too, get, that glove, get that glove back. I yeah. Know, I, know. I bet – I bet he would sell it back to you for a price. Yeah. <laughs> Where's that guy at? Yeah, what's your price? What's, yeah, how much is it? What's your price? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, he have it if you want it. Well, that's a great deal. Um, <laughs> I, I, you were talking about <laughs> your interactions with the front office, you know, in, in, in the offseason. We're, we're so obsessed now in, in the game of baseball with analytics, numbers, this, that. I think there's so much to it that, that – we feel like the game is so much different where maybe if you watch the game side by side, they may not a, a game today and a game 50 years ago, it would look different, but I don't know how much different it would really seem unless you look at a, a little deeper into it. So when you're looking at all the new information that's available, what, what's important to you and how are you guys figuring out what's going to matter in game and, and how to use all that? And, and is it really, does it really affect how the players are being trained from a development standpoint or adjustments that they make in season, or is it more of how you manage a game in-game? Or a little of everything. I would everything. say it's a little bit of all that. You know, it, it's really, um, it's information that can be used for, you know, preparing, you know, for decisions that are going to be made strategically during a game. It's for um, helping players make quicker adjustments in season, um, off season, it's just information, you know, and I, I think um, one of the things that our organization, I, I really feel great about right now is the balance that we have between all the different departments, analytics and, um, you know, the strength and conditioning and, and um, nutrition and player development and everyone is doing a great job of, you know, and I only named a few of them, but doing a great job of working together and um, when all those departments are working together, um, you have a, a chance to maximize who you are as an organization, who, you know, being able to help a player. Um, but it all has to work together. And I really think we're, we're doing a great job of keeping that balance where it's not going too far on the side of analytics. We still have, um, we still understand the importance of the human side of the game, the human element. And, you know, when we look at decisions like bringing players in, it, we, we think, how's it going to affect everybody else on the team? Yeah, it makes us better on paper, but how's it going to affect the next guy? And, and uh, you know, understanding that and, and having everyone being open to that being important, it's okay to then take on new information and, and make analytics or, or whatever the case may be um, important because we're able to, to keep that balance and keep it a, a healthy balance. Offensively, you've added Mustakas, you've added Shogo. Um, so, what's your opening day lineup? 
<laughs> Just kidding. I always like to lay that. People always want to know the line. But serious question, though, is he the type of player, Shogo, that can lead off for you? Would it be outside of the realm of possibilities that come opening day, the first batter that we're going to see going to the plate for the Reds is Shogo? Yeah, I mean, one of probably the, the most important thing for me, for a leadoff hitter or anyone at the top of the order, is the ability to get on base, especially with the lineup that we have behind them. So um, I have no, I would have no hesitation um, having Shogo lead off. I, as far as I've gotten now, is this is a guy that we've brought in that has the ability to get on base. It's something that we know is important to to um, our ability to score runs. He's going to, you know. It, knowing the player that he is, he's going to hit at the top of our order because it, it, it makes sense, you know, and um, it's not that easy. I mean, there is going to be a transition for him, um, but we believe in the experience. We believe in the track record and we know what he can do. So I wouldn't have any hesitation leading him off, but, uh, you know, I just look at it, at him as a player that um, he adds to our defense in, in the outfield. He has the ability to get on base. He's going to add to what we have in the clubhouse. So he's going to help us in, in so many ways. Are there days where you're kind of jotting down different lineup scenarios? I mean, are, 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 are you, even in the offseason, as, as guys get added, you're, you're kind of penciling in some, some lineup possibilities? Is that something you yeah. do in the offseason? I mean, the lineup is fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I get why people ask about it a lot. You, you know, I get a lot of questions. People have fun talking about it. It's one of, you know, one of the parts of the game that uh, – you know, you, you feel like you can manage along or, you know, everyone has a, a better idea. And, and oftentimes they do, you know, <laughs> and but it, but yes, to answer your question, I, I do play around with it a lot. You, you know, it's um, it's fun this time of the year. I try not to just because <laughs> I think I drive myself crazy. But um, during the season, you know, not only do I do that, but the conversations with the other coaches, the um, you know, the texts back and forth. Sometimes it goes on for hours. And I think, you know, Yes, we want to get to the best answer that night, but sometimes we, do, we just do it because it, it's fun for us just like it is for everyone else. Mm -hmm. The logistics of a player that right now doesn't speak much English, communicate, just the fact of communicating with him, will he have a translator <coughs> that travels? Heck, we've seen Japanese pitchers where a translator goes to the mound. Um, how are you going to work that out as a manager? A lot of baseball is a universal language, but just the logistics of managing a Japanese player. Yeah, there, <coughs> there's quite a bit that's gone into this process already through the negotiation with the, the contracts and, you know, the extra um, consideration that there needs to be with this transition um, for Shogo, for his family. There will be a translator. Um, I was shocked, not shocked, but I was surprised, pleasantly surprised for Shogo today when I went up and and, and started speaking with him, the amount of vocabulary that he's already picked up and that he already knows was really impressive. Um, it's, it's, um, so he knows the phrase playing time? He does. you guys talked about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and it's inspirational, really, to, to, you know, for all of us to try to, to learn, you know. I mean, it, for so long it's been Spanish, you know, right. trying to pick up every little bit we can with the the Spanish and that was challenging enough. Now we have a, a new one, but it'll be fun. And I really believe we're going to learn a lot from Chogo. You know, I know it'll be a big transition for him, you know, learning 
so many new things about this culture and the game over here. But once the game starts, it's gonna, yeah. you know, it's gonna be natural for him. But I really believe we have a lot to learn. You know, he's had success um, in Japan for a long time, and uh, you know, learning from him what has led to that success, and and maybe in some different ideas and different ways that that he's done things will be. Exciting for us. Once you're done with <laughs> your Rosetta Stone, can Jim and I borrow it? Is that okay? <laughs> sure. <laughs> we do that. Uh, we do have one programming note. Those that are listening uh, over the air on 700 uh, here locally in Cincinnati, we are going to be transitioning to 1360 during this break. And we go to break. You got time for one more quick segment with us? All right. We will have more with Reds manager David Bell coming up. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League Live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser and UDF. Continue with the Red Hot Stove League, and we are live from the Holy Grail Banks. As always, we're presented by Budweiser and UDF. We continue our conversation with the skipper, Reds manager David Bell, kind enough to stick with us for another segment here and join us here at the uh, Holy Grail. And one of the things I wanted to ask you about, we, we, we've talked a little bit about pitching, and we had the pleasure to have Derek Johnson on last week, and he was talking about the bullpen a little bit. And the name he brought up kind of towards the end was Cody Reed. Did, did mm -hmm. you really see enough of him last season to, to feel like he kind of fits into the plans already with that bullpen this year? Um, we're very hopeful. You know, and, and to answer your question, no, I, I didn't. I don't think we did because he was injured a lot of the year. And, you know, we did get to see him in spring training. Um, mostly that come what, what I think what DJ was talking about, what we've talked about as a, as a group is uh, really, um, you know, we know the kind of talent that Cody is. We, you know, he's been in the organization now for a few years. So a lot of the information we're getting is based on what he's, he's done in the past. Um, you know, he was having a, a, a great year last year in AAA before he got injured. So we absolutely know he has the talent. Um, it would be a great addition to our bullpen if, if um, he can stay healthy. We, really, that's what it comes down to. If he can stay healthy, he has the talent, he has the ability, and, and we need him, you know, and um, he would he would add a lot. Uh, another left-hander to the bullpen, a guy that has good velocity, um, and, uh, you know, somebody that our organization thinks very highly of. So we're very hopeful that he'll be a big part of our bullpen. Speaking of the bullpen, if uh, we see this three-batter minimum rule, I know you're a guy that sits around and just thinks about scenarios, <laughs> and you're almost, uh, you're, 24-7 guy thinking about strategy, et cetera. <laughs> it's really going to change the way that you operate bullpens. And you're going to have to see on the fly whether a guy can pitch to a right-hander, can pitch to a left-hander, middle of the lineup, and you're, they're going to have to build that trust in you. How much thought have you given to how much it's <coughs> going to change? Yeah, I think <coughs> – excuse me. It will change for sure. I, I think it is important – um, now more than ever to have guys that can get both sides of the plate out. <clears throat> there will be times where, you know, you still bring in um, a pitcher to face, you know, a guy with two outs. So they, they could end up only facing a batter or two right. if they come in the, in, into the middle of the So inning. if they get the final out of a half inning, the next inning, it's that, that batter counts. They can face two batters, right? Is that what you're Correct. saying? Correct. So, yeah. well, no. So if they come in with, with, I think this is what you're saying, if they come in with two outs in an inning. Yeah. They only have to get – they can get one out, get out of the inning, and they can be finished. Yeah. So if they go back out, then they, they have to go ahead and right. face three batters. So 
there's a lot of nuances to the to the rule that we'll have to get used to. Um, the bottom line is, we do need guys to be able, that we can trust to come in and, and be able to get um, both sides of the plate out. Right. So that becomes more important than ever. And changes there's the way you're gonna if you go out and sign bullpen guys, free agency or trade for guys. It's really going to change the makeup of the guys that you're looking for. That you're going to have to throw to both sides of the plate. For sure. I mean, it, it changes a lot. It, it it has changed the way we've thought about it. Um, you know how we're building our bullpen. Um, you know, there's there's another side of it too, where you know, really, in some ways, we don't know how much really it is going to change things. You know, because there is still. Um, the big out we need to bring somebody in for and it's almost you know the first guy that a pitcher comes in to face becomes the priority and whatever else happens and roll after dice that. After yeah. that. <laughs> because you, you bring him in the base is loaded you know yeah you got the other team's best hitter up we got to bring in our best matchup right there right. we got to take care of this out right now and then see what happens and a lot of times that'll be in the middle of the inning and and uh you know we'll we'll, we'll go from there depending right. on, on where we end the inning uh, how much for you does it change going into year two from year one? I mean, this will be obviously your second year. The team has changed a lot. The expectations are different going into this season than they were last year, although there were some uh, – there was certainly reason to be optimistic going into last season as well. But, but a lot of people are picking this team to win the division, so the expectation, I think, is a little different. How much different is it for you as a manager going into your second year? I would say the big difference is um, – I, just, I know people, you know, I know people in the organization. I know our players. I know, you know, our coaching staff has had a full year of working together. Um, so the, the level of familiarity with um, so many people, you know, the media, you know, people I, I, I get to be around every day. I'm, I'm comfortable. Um, I know everyone. Um, I know our personnel on the field. You know, I think us as a coaching staff and an organization having one year together, um, just knowing um, what will lead to each one of our players' success more and, and, and knowing what situations to put them in and, and how to help them succeed. Um, that comes from, from being around them and building relationships and getting to know them on a deeper level. So um, that's the big difference for me. Um, a ton of progress has been made. It was a good year in so many ways, um, but going into to this year, not only have we gotten better, um, but I really believe in where we are as an organization, where we are as a coaching staff, and a big part of that is just knowing people better. Well, David, thanks so much for stopping by and uh, joining us on the show today. I think I speak for all of Red's country when I say we can't wait for 2020 to get started, and uh, certainly good luck this season. We'll see you in Arizona. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Thank you, sir. David. Yep. Yep. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you stopping you. by. That is Red's manager, David Bell. This is the Reds Hot Stove League show, and we will continue from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser and UDF in just a moment. Hot Stove League from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser and UDF Red Season Ticket Plans now start at just 13 games. The new 13-game membership gives you great seats for all Saturday home games, plus guaranteed opening day and postseason ticket options. Postseason ticket options, that's fun to read. And with the flexibility of the season ticket exchange program, if you can't make a Saturday, you can trade for another game. For additional information, visit reds.com slash membership. That's a quality read. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's well written. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with Jim Day, I'm Tommy Thrall. Um, talking uh, Reds baseball. And the caravan is coming up next week. Can't believe it's here already. It's I unbelievable. Know. Where are you headed? 
I'm going west again. And I know the people that are listening west are like, he's coming here again? No, they're thrilled. They're, uh, they're going to ask you all about the podcast. <laughs> it's been like three out of the last four years. But it's, a good, it's, uh, it's always great to go to Reds country in Indianapolis. I think we're going to uh, Evansville. We're going to Evansville. Muncie. Muncie. And uh, we're taking an Indiana boy with us, which is good, Van yeah, Meter. Josh so, Van Meter. He's yeah. all excited. Mir Garrett's in our group. Tom Browning's yeah. in our group. Got Jeff Okoro, yeah. Got a good squad. Yeah. I'll be headed It'll south. It'll be good. I've got South's a good tour now. Cowboy. Yeah. And we make a stop in Nashville. We're bringing the Cowboy out of hibernation. I know. He'll be hosting he'll, next week. Oh, no, he'll be freezing. Oh, yeah. He, he spends the offseason in Mississippi, by the way. He comes up here, and it is like he has never experienced cold ever. He's got a sweater. Sweater. He's two got sweaters. Wet, two sweaters, two coats. Yeah. yeah. He, probably two socks thermal, under the Cowboy boots. The thermal Cowboy boots. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'll be he'll be ready for it. But that'll be fun. Uh, of course, we embark on the uh, caravan on Thursday, which programming note next week's show, which will kind of kick off the caravan unofficially, will be from the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum. So it's you and Cowboy, right? That is. Yeah. Cowboy's yes. Be on. Yes. I know. That's beautiful. Talk about pulling them out of hibernation. Get them back on the radio next week. So that'll be fun. That'll that'll be very exciting. Caravan's um, always a good time. Always a I'm looking forward to this. will be my you're, first You're caravan. able to look people in the eye and say, thank you for being a Reds fan. Right. Or you wouldn't otherwise get to meet people, so it's good. Yeah. yeah it's it, I, I'm certainly looking forward to it. Well, an exciting day today. I, I You know, we, we obviously opened the show talking about Akiyama. And, um, Akiyama. Akiyama, officially. Well, we should that's get how the, he says it. Well, yeah. yeah. And Which I think Akiyama. is an organization, and I talked to Rob Butcher about this, that Officially, I think you're going to have to get used to Akiyama. Akiyama. Because one, play, you go up to a player and you ask, okay, how do you, if they have a, a, right. a name that's, uh, that could be a different pronunciation, yeah. you say, okay, how do you pronounce your name? And they'll say, I don't care, man, yeah. whatever. I'm like, no, it's your name. Yeah. How do, what do <laughs> exactly. your parents say your name is? So those that are around Shogo, those in Japan, it's Akiyama. 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 Which so if that's what he says his name is, that's what I'm going with on the air. I will do that as well. So we'll have to get used to that. The we, American pronunciation is Akiyama. Right. Akiyama. Akiyama. Is what his name is. Akiyama. So that's what we're going with, right, Rob? Akiyama. So Akiyama. get used to it. From, from Shogo Akiyama. Either, Air forward. Even though Akiyama has that yeah. Shogo Akiyama sounds like a great baseball name. It does, yeah. Well, hopefully he's a How great baseball player. How about just Shogo? Shogo is probably going to be what it is Shogo. more often than yeah. not. No, it'll be um, Shogo. But I, the, the couple of things stood out to me. Uh, you know, David talked about a little bit. His enthusiasm seems very sincere about being here. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think he took a lot of pride in the fact that the Reds were the first team to offer him a contract. They were the first team to talk to him. He seemed to really take a lot of that to heart. And... Uh, you talk about a guy that is fired up to be here. I, I think you could sense the same enthusiasm from Mike Moustakis when he signed. I mean, th this is great to see guys that are genuinely enthused about being a part of this organization. And, it, you know, I was a little bit surprised because most of the, the Japanese players, at least when they want to begin their indoctrination into Major League Baseball, it's the West Coast cities. Right. That's that's, uh, there's more of a, a Japanese population in the West Coast cities. It's obviously closer to Japan. Um, but he that didn't matter to him mm -mm. whatsoever. And he yesterday went and got a four-way. Yeah, well, 
No, he, uh, they said it was, it was no, a four-way. They said four-way. Yeah, it was reported as a five-way. That was just yeah. that was fake news. It, it was, was a four-way. <laughs> it was. Yeah. So there you go. Hey. So he's hey. already, you know, he's already getting used to Cincinnati. He talked about he ate well uh, yesterday. By the way, for the record, he he I made a he few did. stops. I bet he, he did. Ate, he ate real well here. I bet now. he did. It's a long flight. So <laughs> you can't blame him, right? But he talked about in Japan, he got involved with um, charities that involved single parent households. And he says he would like to get involved in the Cincinnati community. Listen, if he plays well, the fans are going to love him. Yeah. He is going to be a fan favorite if he plays well. Well, it's certainly exciting to see the enthusiasm, not just for him, but the, the entire team heading into mm -hmm. the upcoming 2020 season. Sign up. Your son or daughter for the coolest club in all of Reds country for only 30 bucks. Your child can become a Reds Heads Kids Club member and get an exclusive backpack jersey, a Eugenio Suarez bobblehead, free Reds tickets, members-only experiences, and more. Purchase today at Reds.com slash Kids Club. We'll be back to wrap up the Reds Hot Stove League live from the Holy Grail Banks presented by Budweiser and UDF in a moment. have a child interested in playing t-ball the reds youth academy is offering a free t-ball program for kids ages five to seven called fun at bat the program takes place on sunday afternoons from one to three beginning january 12th through february 16th at the reds youth academy in roselawn sign up today at reds.com academy or call 513-765-5000 we are back live to wrap things up here on the reds hot stove league at the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser and UDF. And uh, we've been talking about the Reds' latest acquisition, Akiyama. Akiyama. Shogo Akiyama. Yeah. As we have just learned today how to properly pronounce his name, thanks to Jim Day here. Well, it wasn't thanks to me. It was everyone else did research on that. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to give you all the credit for it. All right, go ahead. All right, go fair ahead. enough. Thank all you. Right. Thank you for letting me bestow yeah. that upon you. Um uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk this offseason. I think we've talked about it some on the show about Francisco Lindor. Some stories coming out today. It doesn't sound like the Indians really want to part with him, as it turns out, after all that's been said. Yeah, well, I, uh, I think they're obviously they're holding out for the, the best deal. Uh, they're going to get more for him if they trade him now. Yeah. Because the team that's going to get him will have two years of service time. Um, if you trade him at the deadline, perhaps a, a team that really wants to go for it, you could get the similar deal. But if you wait till next season, you're just not going to get as much for him. So this, to me, would be the time if you're going to trade him and you want to get the biggest haul back, this is the time to do it when he's got two years left. Well, they were saying right before the holidays that, you know, asking for teams to give us your best offer and then we'll weigh it. And, well, they still haven't done anything. I think after. teams call that bluff. They're like, I, I think know, so, we'll yeah. Yeah, I, but I don't, I, just, I don't think they're going to part with him regardless. And, and to me, it's kind of like the Mookie Betts deal where these are two teams, the Red Sox and the Indians, that are still in their window of competition here. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to part with two of the best players in the game, especially the Indians playing in the American League Central that is wide open. The White Sox yeah. are kind of doing what the Reds have done this offseason. That's try to build White up Sox and take advantage. White Sox have been very busy. Twins yeah. are good. Twins, Twins are were good, good last yep. year. They're going to be good again. Um, you look at that. That Indians lineup is always tough to pitch to. Their whole infield are switch hitters. The four guys, not counting yeah. the catcher, are switch hitters. It's always tough. They will wear you out just because the pitcher is always pitching to the other side. Um, 
So they they just have been enamored with switch hitters. The right now, I mean, they're they're a good team. Francisco Lindor is a great player. He would be a tremendous addition wherever he goes. Yeah, on and off the field. Right. I just don't see that happening. I, I could be wrong, but I don't think they're going to part with him at this point. Well, That's if he's available, I man, I'd go for it. I I right there with you, pal. No doubt. We're out of time for this week's Reds Hot Stove League. That's it. That's all the time we've got. It's the Cowboy and I next week across the street. Good luck with the Cowboy. He'll be freezing cold. He'll be complaining. That's what we just got. Good. We got to feed him well. As long as we feed him well, it'll be all right. Get him some chicken wings, (laughs) and the Cowboy will be all right. For Jim Day, I'm Tommy Thrall. Big thanks to our engineers, Chris Cordes and Mike Mills. See you next week from the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum. Good night.